Happy New Year, everyone. Welcome to 2022. I just want you to know you're all in the future because we're still in 2021. Is it a nightmare? I mean, yeah, it's going to be a nightmare. Uh, The CDC now now recommends just like shoving it up your ass and dying for the sake of like serving people, you know, milkshakes and burgers or whatever. So that's where we're at in society. Collapse. yeah, we're in late stage capitalism. Everything's a horror show. Do you uh, feel like we've progressed into a stage past late stage capitalism? We're like running on fumes. I don't know how. Uh, I don't know how capitalism, American capitalism, is still existing, and some would say thriving. Billionaires are thriving. They're doing great right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, the pandemic has definitely made billionaires richer, while people are like. Selling their plasma or whatever to get food for their children. So that's fine. I, just I mean, their fault, their fault for having children, am I right? Just kidding. <laughs> I didn't say that. Uh, kids. Uh, I just don't understand, as a poor person, how you can side with rich people or a legislation that only benefits rich people. It's like uh, uh, I'm, I can blame some of the like lack of class consciousness on the Dunning-Kruger effect, right? But not all of it. You're not all idiots, right? Like, I just don't understand. Did you see that tweet that I posted it to my Instagram story? And it was like, be cool if we had class consciousness instead of just blaming our problems on it being a certain year. We're like, 2021 was awful. Like, every year is awful. Literally every year is awful. We're just in a, like, global health crisis that is now laying bare how awful every year is ever. Yeah, and then there's this sort of, like, CDC and, like, Biden administration push to make people think it's their individual responsibility to end a pandemic. It's not. It's It's a global pandemic. Yeah. You can get vaccinated and try to be smart, but... It's this is uh, not your fault. This is capitalism. Yeah, I mean the fault. variants have come from billionaires gatekeeping um, the vaccine from getting to other countries. That's literally how the variants began. So I, it's not your fault. It is the fault of the billionaires as always. So you know. Also, just to show how little restraint I have and how much capitalism has worms in my brain, I just bought a like sweatshirt an overlook hotel sweatshirt i don't need for no reason at all but i'm happy i it's did it it's super cute i mean this is i quoted or paraphrase i'm gonna say quote uh paraphrase marks to you is that like mark said don't save your money because that's just a way to keep capital and you should buy it and spend it on things that you enjoy instead because that's at this point anti-capitalist <laughs> should i stop saving for retirement like i have a i have a retirement fund i really don't see myself like being able to use it so it kind of feels like I feel like I'm being punked by the system. I think we all are. I feel like I'm in a total recall or like matrix situation where everything's a simulation. I don't understand. I just, it's like things I just fundamentally don't understand. But yeah. Uh, well, welcome them... to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Spooky Succubus cast, an anti capitalist, anti racist, intersectional feminist podcast about horror movies. And, uh, we're... This this movie that we're covering today actually way ahead of its time as far as the hellscape we currently live in. Um, and true. that is Unfriended from 2014, full of relatively unknown actors and directed by a relative unknown. And I think it's a fresh, like, tight little movie. 
It was fun. It was a good time. That like Skype, the Skype noises, like it was like a trauma response. I was like, <laughs> like, yeah, it just reminded yeah. me of college, my college. It was like me talking Ooh. to my college, high school slash college boyfriend who we couldn't call each other on the phone because he went to college in Montreal. So we had to use like wow. prepaid, we had to use like prepaid <laughs> phones. Remember, like you would like get oh people. And we would always get like phone cards and stuff for Christmas. And then uh, it ended bitterly, as most first romances do. Unless you I didn't just have a college the same boyfriend. person you've been dating for your whole life. <laughs> Yeah. No, yeah, my high school boyfriend who was older than me uh broke up with me before I left, so <laughs> jokes on older me. than you older than you like grooming you or older than you Yeah, like... like older than me in like a like a pretty gross way for me being like how young I was, yeah. I feel like that happens to Latinx women and like a generally I'm not gonna to say, women of color. Yeah, like, I'm not gonna frequently. make apologies for him but it's not it, I mean I presumed him pretty hard so but he's a douchebag so like what are you gonna do about it well there's lots of anyway. douchebags in this movie to talk about so yeah I really liked it um I think it's scary I think it's well shot and um I think that like I really enjoy the restrictions that it's kind of shot under it's kind of like a Blair Witch for the new era you know mm-hmm. like, I think in a way this movie probably like I because I remember when it came out I was like had just graduated college speaking of but uh I think it You're got so a lot young. of shit uh for being uh like yeah trying to be like a found footage for the new age I think it's like this is I think pathetic. it works but I thought it was fun I think the worst thing about it is the anti-bullying rhetoric uh which kind of just comes off as like very like soapboxy and ineffective I mean but it also feels like a thing that could really happen because they don't really pull any punches on. But it's just like I was so boring in high school. Is this what high school kids do? Like, I mean, there was definitely like I was I definitely partied a lot in high school. Not uh, to bring it back to skins again. But when I again. watch skins, I'm like, I this is not what I was doing. I was sitting quietly like <laughs> in my home watching Roswell. No, the, there like, was 35th time. I mean, yeah, like, I, we definitely partied a lot when I was in high school. There was definitely, like, don't post that video or, you know, so-and-so is such a slut or, you know, like, drama in that regard. But I, and everyone, probably everyone was bullying and or being bullied. I was too busy getting blackout drunk to participate. I, probably videos of me exist, but whatever. Who cares? I actually think I was like one of the first eras of actual cyberbullying. Not to brag, but uh, when I was in sixth grade, um, I'm still scarred by this. I may have told this story in the podcast before. Lauren McNally, if you're out there, fuck you. Yeah, fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> um, but you know, we had like two different school districts combined for our middle school or whatever. So like. There was this, like, very strange rehashing of who was your friend and who the popular kids were or whatever. And so you could only have eight people sit at a lunch table. And that was, like, a rule. So, like, the wow. there were, like, the popular crowds from Bethlehem and Woodbury were, like, coming together. And I was friends with, like, some of the girls that ended up being popular. But I was, like, a loser, obviously. I was, like, fat and I had, like, double Ds when I was 12. Like, everyone was like, you. So... <laughs> My friend Caroline, who also, fuck you, Caroline, um, she became friends with this girl, Lauren McNally, who's who is my middle school bully and I believe still gets 
like should be put on blast because some people just never treat people this way okay some like loser kids like me just go their whole life being kind of a bitch in my case but like i've never been so mean to someone like you're mean to everyone not just like particular people equal opportunity so one day that i'm like i totally knew this was coming because (laughs) this girl lexi had gotten kicked out of the lunch table like two months before me and i was like i know i'm gonna get kicked out of the drama i'm living on borrowed time at this point i'm like i it's not gonna last so um yeah i got a AIM instant message from Lauren McNally telling Uh me I'm not even friends with Lauren McNally okay I'm friends with Caroline and Caroline didn't even have the cojones to kick me out of the lunch table herself so fuck both of y'all I'm 33 years old and I'm still (laughs) mad Uh, so yeah Lauren McNally kicked me out of the lunch table and then I went and sat with the stoners and became a stoner so that was I liked that table yeah it was Fun. fun I had they were my friends all the way through high school the stoner table Stoner kids. I think uh, we've talked about this before, but yeah, I'm like the weird art girl. Always have been. Always will be. <laughs> uh, I think only because I developed really early and, you know, like boys, you know, whatever. So that's the only reason I was friends with them. They like the same and it's like the same small, like the same exact like social dynamic that happens even when you're a grown woman and you're like way out of that stage but like you they Mm -hmm. hate you because being like having a certain body type or like looking a certain way means you're like inherently slutty like especially like latinx Mm -hmm. women having like a big ass like that (laughs) but they also want to fuck you and especially when you're when you're a weird girl if you're a weird girl, they all, like, want to fuck you just to, like... Say that they did it, yeah. Uh-huh. Know what it's like. And, like, to, yeah, like, to fuck a, like, fat weird girl. Like, say whatever you want. Say we're ugly. <laughs> say we're disgusting. Say we're weird. But y'all fetishize us in a really oh, weird yeah. way. Like, I'm just saying. No, that's why, yeah, that's, like, jocks always like the weird weird girl. I am a prime perfect example of that. I married one. I'm sure he wasn't a bully, but he was a jock. And then a stoner, so... I cannot Caesar bullying. I can't see Caesar bullying like literally anyone. I could see him meeting uh, like speak- Ed Kemper and being like, "Hey, hey, buddy, what's up?" <laughs> um, yeah, Caesar wouldn't bully anyone. Uh, he would say hi to Ed Kemper and be like, "Hey, what's up, man? You're tall." He's like, "I can relate because <laughs> moms, am I right?" <laughs> Uh, moms, am I right? Yeah, who doesn't have mommy issues or daddy issues? Parents fuck Mine you up. Mine died. She died and she was like, enjoy this shit. I'm gone. I'm out. <laughs> Gotta go. Fix your own problems. All right. What are we talking about? Unfriended. We're talking about unfriended. Uh, all right, let's do this. So we start with a screencast of a video of a woman named Laura Barnes committing suicide via gunshot. The video links to a YouTube video that was the catalyst for her suicide. In that video, Laura is really drunk at a party, but the viewer gets a Skype call before they can finish watching. So it's like basically all taking place on Blair, this high school girl's screen. So like all we see is her screen. 
Uh, she answers the call, and it's her boyfriend, Mitch. Mitchie. Mitchie. Uh, Mitchie. Blair says she wants to make prom night the night they have sex, which is, like, passe. Uh, and they're about to have, like, some weird phone sex with a knife involved um, yes. when a call from their friend group comes in. Uh, they decline the call, but it connects anyway. I, like, don't. They conflate violence and sex immediately. It's like. I guess. So he, Mitch has a literal, like, chef's knife like butcher's knife in his bedroom then he's what just like he waving it around yeah, what are you doing he basically is like oh i'm gonna cut that shirt off if you don't take it off and she gets kind of freaked out at first and then she says you're sexy when you're violent which no i don't he's, know he's a goon he's a little goon with a cute goon face he's not sexy he's just but he is a little cute goon boy i don't know i was like ew gross mitch gross so um, the person that plays Ken, Jacob Wysocki, I was like, why do I know that name? Turns out he is a comedy bang bang guest and comedian, as you know. Of course. Everybody's favorite alt podcast, alt comedy podcast. Okay, um, let's go on here. So there's an extra person on the call with no video, no mic. They try to hang up on them and connect again, but they just keep reappearing in the um, chat. Blair is texting Mitch, who's unresponsive, and finally replies that he got a weird message from dead classmate Laura Barnes. <gasps> Just then, a message from Laura pops up on Blair's Facebook. She closes the tab with the video of Laura and replies, who's doing this? She tells Mitch that she got a similar me- message, and the call with the friend starts again, but the stranger is still there. Mitch texts her he doesn't think it's a glitch, and today is the anniversary of Laura's suicide. He texts her an online forum about not answering messages from the dead. Literally says never answer messages from the dead. What do these bitches do? How did... But, like, Immediately. But once you... They... The dead have their eyes on you. Like, once they've targeted you, can you get out? There's no getting out. Right? I mean, if you engage them, it's worse. Like, Mm. if you... If she had just not said anything, not responded, not acknowledged the spirit in the chat who knows what would have happened number one rule don't talk to them don't answer them you know i guess i feel like what are you gonna do fight a ghost that's like that's like a ouija board rule like right you know don't like make trades don't tell them personal information about you yada yada so uh he She reports the messages from Laura's Facebook page and tries to memorialize the page, but every Google search she makes leads her back to the unexplained forums page. When she clicks save on the memorialization, all the text that she typed in has changed to I got her, I got her, I got her, I got her, over and over again. Blair unfriends Laura and gets a message that she shouldn't have done that. Laura says she wants Blair's help. And Blair asks if it's Val on the other end of the messages. And then they add Val to the call. Everybody hates Val. She's she's a bitch. She's a bitch. She's a bully. Um, yeah, I don't know. Val just seemed like she didn't want to take any of their shit, which is like She just seems fair. very direct. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, they're on the call and Blair gets a notification that Jess, another friend on the call, added photos of Val like completely wasted and passed out. Jess insists that she didn't post them and struggles to delete them. When she does finally delete them, they pop back up on Adam, another friend's account. 
Val and Jess start slinging insults in the chat, but both of them claim they didn't type it. The other person in the chat, Billy227, takes credit, and they realize it's Laura's Skype account. (gasps) Val threatens Billy, but the chats don't stop, and they can't hang up on them. They send something to Val that upsets her, and she calls the cops and hangs up. The gang decides to hang up again on Billy, but then Billy Blair gets an email from Billy. She tries to forward the email to Ken, but there's no option to forward. And it's a picture that's been posted to Instagram of Val chatting Laura and telling her to kill herself. Ken says Laura was a bully, but she messages Mi- Blair messages Mitch and says they didn't know Laura like she did. Because mm. so Blair's like the good girl and she's like, you know, sweet, virginal. Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Blair tells Mitch she's going to hang up, but a message comes through from Laura's Facebook account that says if she hangs up, her friends will die. Val comes back on, but she's frozen. I thought this was really scary. So Val is frozen, not moving, but Blair calls her phone, and her phone vibrates, like, across the desk. So you can see that the video is not frozen. Blair is just, or excuse me, Val is just sitting there, like, completely still. And you hear the dog barking in the background. So Blair calls her. They see the phone moving as it vibrates. There's a crash, and the computer falls to the ground. Uh, and then some KKK cops arrive and call it a 1055, which they look up on um, the directory and find out is a suicide. They see Val's lifeless body fall on the ground and the call cuts out. So back in the chat, Billy says they're going to expose everyone's secrets, starting with Blair, and sends a photo attachment. Why'd you accept the attachment? Why'd you accept the attachment? Because she knew what it was. You could have declined the attachment. Billy gets, uh, oh, sorry. Sorry. (laughs) Get it together. The picture is Blair with Adam having sex. (gasps) Or after sex or before sex. They don't have any clothes on. Ew. Billy says they're going to play a game. The gang tries to mute their mics, but Billy immediately unmutes them. And then Ken says he can run a program to find out who it is and kick them off. Ken's program works and Billy is ejected from the call. Adam calls 911. Uh, Mitch notices Laura's memorial page has more friends than it ever did before. Mm. Billy gets back on the call via the 911 call somehow. Unclear. Uh, The video is coming, and they're on video, and their video is coming from behind a heating grate in Ken's house, and he's visible in Billy's video. Ken checks the grate and looks shaken, and the call ends. Uh, Blair calls back, and when it connects, they see Ken murdering his hand and body with a blender. You just see his hand. You don't see there any. How else? What else are you gonna do? What else can you put in a blender? Keep blending your arm until you pass out from blood loss and die. Yeah. Slow death. Uh, Not great. Not how I want to go. Just then someone knocks on Adam's door, but he doesn't see anyone. In the chat, Billy asks if they remember the video that um, caused Laura to kill herself, and it pops up in multiple windows on Blair's screen. I think at this point Blair might be screen sharing. The second half is Laura passed out with poo in her pants. Not just, like, a crazy amount of poo in her pants. It's It's like like a lot of poo. It's like a a comical amount. Liquid poo down her leg. To be fair, that could happen to any 17-year-old if you just go a little too far. You take too many drugs, take too too much alcohol, etc. You mix your substances, 
mm-hmm. you know, maybe you had Taco Bell. It could happen to anyone. Blair finds out that to free themselves from the spirit, they have to confess. So she admits to Laura in the Facebook chat that they left comments and posted on the video. Billy says in the chat they're going to play Never Have I Ever, which is just where it gets, like, so crazy. (laughs) Never have I ever. And the loser is going to die. So they put five fingers up, and they find out the following. Number one, Jess started a rumor that Blair has an eating disorder. Two, Blair Mm. crashed Jess's mom's car. (laughs) Three, Mitch made out with Laura Barnes. Four, Mitch sold Adam out to the cops for selling weed. Five, Jess stole $800 from Adam. Good for her. Good for and finally, her. Good for her. Finally, Adam offered to trade Jess's life for his, which, Adam, come on, man. You're such a dick. Such a Adam dick. Adam has severe anger issues, so he's, he's like, also freaking an out. Alcoholic. Alcoholic um, with anger problems. He's very angry and unwell for a 17 year old. I don't see it getting better for him. Mm hmm. Without a therapist. And Everyone it doesn't get better for him. So He dies. They all die. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. So Adam's angry and takes control of the game, saying, never have I ever had sex. And it's revealed that Blair is not a virgin. And then she, in fact, did it with Adam. <gasps> they Billy, did it. They did it. Billy plays a song called How You Lie, Lie, Lie. And they can't turn it off. And then it's revealed that Adam roofied a girl and forced her to get an abortion. Blair, you must have known he is not, he's not it. It's not the move. He's not the one. I mean, he is much more attractive than Mitch, you know? I think Mitch's weird, misshapen Play-Doh face is really cute. I can't explain it. Uh, So video of Blair and Adam having sex shows up on the screen. Billy says they're going to keep playing the game, and Adam and Blair's printers both were, and they are not allowed to say what if they didn't have a printer? (laughs) Yeah, like, what are you going to do? I guess a text message? But the printer is kind of funny. Uh, So they are not allowed to reveal what's on the pieces of paper that printed out. Blair says she and Adam met up one more time to see if it was a fluke or something more, but it was really bad. Mitch is, like, freaking the fuck out. He is losing it and tells her (laughs) to show... (laughs) <laughs> he's like to holding show, his head yeah yeah to show him the paper or he's gonna leave the game and if you leave the game you die so Blair cracks and shows it shows the paper that says if you reveal this no Adam will die and Adam puts a gun in his mouth and fires goodbye Adam I hate you <sighs> yeah Billy says the game is still going and accuses Jess of defacing Laura's grave, which we do not expand on. And I'd really like to know why that happened. Like, confusing. I Jess honestly didn't do much of anything wrong. Like, she may have started a rumor about her friend. Bad. That's not good. Uh, but I think she just hangs out with abusive, shitty people. Yeah, she has bad influences. Other than that, she's stealing from a rich douchebag rapist, and I can't fault her for that. So she should have been our final girl. Yeah, Jess deserves justice for sure. Mm -hmm. So this is probably the most, like, excruciatingly painful scene. Like, I had a lot of secondhand embarrassment from this scene. I don't know about you. But Blair starts chat rouletting people. And if you're young, you may not know what chat roulette is. But it was, like, this random chat site where you could just, like, connect and be connected to somebody, like, across the world. And you just saw so many penises. It was really strange. And, like, very weird social experiment. So she's chat rouletting, asking people for help. 
uh, and finally connects with what seems like a nice lesbian that calls the Fresno. I'm not going to assume, but I think that's she that's was, what they were trying to portray. She was dressed more masculine than yes, they any were other female character. Dressed, yeah, they had a short cropped haircut and hey. like. You have a bob, ma'am. I got it. I do have a bob. That's true. I have Har- Javier Bardem's haircut in No Country for Old Men. I that's. I think that's a great haircut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, doing it's great. always an, an adjustment when you chop your hair. Yeah, it's fine. I'm dealing with it. I have a, um, a boy's. That's haircut. probably way easier to wash, right? Yeah. Well, I forget. Yeah, I just have to do it all the time. I can't just like put it in a bun. I have to like. Think about it. I think you can do a half up, half down bun. Yeah, I got to work on my man bun skills. It's so tiny. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just a little sausage. <laughs> yeah, a little bun. Uh, what's going on? Oh, they're chat rouletting with a person whose identity is their own business. And I shouldn't have assumed that I knew what their vibe was. They're but androgynous. The nice... They them person uh, calls finally ends up calling the Fresno police to send them to Jess's house because Jess is in trouble for defacing their grave, which, you know, she shouldn't have done that. Uh, Billy says goodbye, Jess, in the chat and the call disconnects. Jess calls back and it's her being choked with her curling iron. And a photo Uh, of the attack is, is it not a curling iron? No, it's a curling iron. I was just making that uh, noise because it was. Bad. We'll get. I'll get into the ways that people get murdered in this film. Little sleepaway camp. I don't like dick. It. Dick down the throat vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Uh, why do they have to choke on a phallic object? Hmm? I don't know. Well, Jess is definitely like the slut. Jess is the slut. She's They're our really slut. Trying to, that make her the slut. Uh, so a photo of the attack is posted to Facebook. Uh, Blair and Mitch are pretty shaken up and profess their love for each other. They're the only ones left at this point. In the chat, Laura accuses them of posting the video of her drunk. Blair throws Mitch under the bus and says it was him, and he's stabbed through the eye with his sex knife. Uh, Billy sets up one last countdown. At the end, she tags Blair in a video showing that Blair was the one filming the poopy pants video of Laura. Uh, Comments light up on the video that Jess, or excuse me, uh, Blair Blair should kill herself. And then Billy finally leaves the chat, leaving Blair alone. And then Laura's spirit closes the laptop and violently lunges at Blair. Yeah. They all die! I'm so happy they all die. Me too. We didn't need any survivors for this. No, everybody was bad. They were bad people. Except for Jess. I mean, don't deface deface a grave, definitely. Um, Don't start rumors about people's weight or... Uh, eating disorders, but and yeah, steal if you're from concerned, definitely steal from rich people. He mm-hmm. didn't even know he was missing eight hundred dollars. Like fuck that guy, asshole. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feels like so. So Ken dies by blender, right? Because he's a fat guy. Fat, but I will say, other than that, it is not the most like fat phobic take I've ever seen. No. Like they, he's just like a friend, right? He's just like a friend. I guess him and Jess, neither he one of them sort really of like, have. He's sort of like the goofy friend, but yeah, I don't know. It's not like they uh, they don't like admonish him for his weight or say anything about it. They just like, it's sort of an equal opportunity teasing. Right. I mean, I yeah, him and Jess, neither one of them have like 
love interests. Uh, but yeah, normally the fat guy is like single and a joke and whatever. So I guess they don't. He is like the stoner, I think, more than he is the fat guy. But uh, yeah, he does still die by food instrument. So yeah, I still can't resist like a cute stoner character. Marty forever. Marty forever. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, they wear hippie tie dye shirts. That's how we know they're the stoners, both of them. I think Ken was kind of cute, to be honest with you. Yeah. There is, uh, there's like a red faceness that white guys get that is unappealing to me. It's like, why is your face so red? Are you having a heat rash? I don't know. I mean, Adam, Adam kind of has that. Does he, he has, have like, that? He is very He has white. like eczema and like, he has like, yeah, he gets sunburned easily. We can't all be beautiful brown angels like caesar okay some of us are pasty and gonna age poorly um yeah i just i don't know i guess he's better than mitch i'd take ken over mitch except for ken was like kind of, he kept like calling everyone a fucking bitch and like a slut and stuff don't do that yeah, he is really quick to, and I think this is something that happens with, like, marginalized male characters, where if they feel like their masculinity or sort of alpha-ness is threatened within their circle, like, obviously Ken is the fat friend, Adam is wealthy, um, traditionally attractive, Mitch is seems like he's being poised to be the nice one, mm-hmm. and he's pulled Blair, who's, like, super hot and, like, you know, like... Nice. Tom, queen, and king. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I think there's this tendency, and I don't know if this is like a real dynamic because I don't know that many cis people, men, oh. <laughs> 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 or people. Yeah, but the kind of thing where it's like, oh well, like I don't have any, I don't have these like traditionally masculine traits, and like my mm-hmm. appearance is something I've been taught to like internalize hatred for so I'm going to like be really insulting and cruel to women who are like even more marginalized so like yeah so like Val is such a fucking bitch and Jess is a slut and Laura is a bitch and the only person he doesn't say anything too horrible about is Blair is you know the to his knowledge like a virgin with his friend bitch like they're like this good coded couple so Mm -hmm. that's like what I was kind of picking up yeah, I think it's it feels the same dynamic as like a lot of the times like the police brutality comes from women or mm-hmm. uh, BIPOC cops is because you have to like prove yourself in the sphere where they're already yeah. marginalizing you more so than you already are by society, right? So it's like his dynamic within the group is lesser than uh, his other cohorts because he's fat and goofy. Um, he's still like it though, so you know, whatever. But um. I think yeah, like Jess is stupid. Uh, they at one time, at one point, they say like she can't operate a PowerPoint, so it's no way it could be her. She's slutty. Uh, when they're putting the fear, finger down for virginity, he's like, "You only have to put down one, not 50. Um, and she can't, doesn't know where her phone is, and then she dies by phallic object to the throat. So, for like kind of no reason, I feel like the things that she did weren't anywhere near as bad as the well, things also, other people like, did. Well, also like they're like I feel like they throw in yeah exactly they throw in the like she defaced Laura's grave as this like sort of justification for killing the dumb blonde slut when really she at until that point hadn't done anything like 
too objectionable. I mean, the eating disorder thing is bad, but I fully condone stealing cash from people who aren't going to notice it's gone and who are white men. Right. And I like Adam and Blair both cheated on a partner and Adam uh, raped someone, forced them into like uh, into a surgery. And he uh, and he's the one who posted the video. Wait, right. Oh, no, Mitch posted the video. Mitch posted the video, but Blair shot the video. And Blair shot the video. Yeah, so Mitch posting the video is much worse than, I don't know, maybe defacing a grave? I don't know why she would do that. What's her motivations? I feel like Jess is too busy for that. Uh, And then, yeah, Blair took the video and probably had some sort of, like, the hot one dynamic with her. So, it's weird. Yeah, I think they're, I mean, the characters are interesting, right? Because they... It seems like the issue of, like, popularity or class sort of, like, transcends this group of friends. Like, obviously, Adam is poised as the wealthiest one, but he is also positioned as, like, violent, unhappy, narcissistic, alcoholic. And so we know, like, we see Ken has, like, sort of a shitty house. Like, his house is cluttered and, like, But he's smarter than everyone. But he's, yeah, like, the smart computer guy. pretty archetypal. I mean, the only person that gets, like, a really mean treatment is Jess, I would say. <laughs> like, yeah. Even Val, like, they give her the sort of, like, this postmortem grace where it's like, oh, shit, Val has seizures. So Val, like, there's suddenly empathy towards Val or, like, you can find a way to relate to Val or feel bad for her. But Jess is just like, mm, dumb slut, choke her with a curling iron, you know? Yeah, and, we, and, Je- and Val's death happens off screen anyway, and we're not even sure what how she's she dies. Same for Blair. She's, like, our good girl. Uh, yeah, she's- yeah. Slept with her, cheated on her boyfriend with his best friend. Mitch and Adam also have relatively quick deaths where mm-hmm. Ken's is like extremely violent and drawn out. And so but I wouldn't Jessica. go so far as to call it fat phobic. As a as a fat myself, you know, I was it's like. It's a weird choice. Death it's, by blunder. It's weird, but it's I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I feel like maybe, yeah, like if he died by bong or something, I feel like it would be more that he's a stoner. I don't know. It's strange. Uh but I was going to say something else. Oh, yeah. So when I paused to read the article um, that she links to the memoriam, you know, that part where she pauses on the, it's like the star. Yeah. Is it a real article? It does say some stuff. It's mostly like a little. Not you know, real, like but like quick. they actually like wrote something. Yeah. Yeah. And they didn't <clears> write says, like rhubarb, rhubarb, peas, carrots, rhubarb. <laughs> um, it says that she was called fat on Twitter. And so that's why. Uh, a motivation to killing herself and that she one point tried to slit her wrists and then it also says that she was bullied by her by fellow theater kids theater kids you shouldn't fuck with them don't fuck with them they're intense yeah yeah uh but i'm wondering if this is our little theater troupe because then at one point val is talking about buying tickets like seats in the balcony or in the orchestra Oh, you think yeah. they're a sneaky little theater troupe? I think they're theater kids. Which you, yeah, again, you can't trust a theater kid. Honestly. No, they are like next level. They are uh, intense. They're horny as fuck. Theater kids. <laughs> they're, they're really, really unhinged. If you were a theater kid, I'm sorry. All I know is that they were really dramatic and fucking each other all the time. Like my sister was a theater kid, so. 
Case in point, Annie, drama queen of the Annie. century. <laughs> <laughs> she is a drama queen for sure. Um, yeah, I was never... We did have theater at my high school, but I never went to the shows and I didn't care. My high school best friend was always like... She had this like incredible singing voice, so she was always mm. like the star of the shows. And I feel like... The cast parties, like, I don't know what went down at those cast parties at Maggie McFly's, but I don't want to be involved. Did Maggie, you guys Maggie McFly. It's like this sort of that? like, it's this like small chain in Connecticut of, I guess it's like a cross between like a TGI Fridays and like a Renaissance, steampunk Renaissance fair, I guess is the, no, this, that's not right. It's Let's more it like. It's okay. This is I'm going to describe it to you, and you tell me if you think this is accurate. <laughs> okay. It's a cross between a TGI Fridays and like an early aviation museum. <laughs> That's my final answer. Weird, and I've never even heard of this chain, Maggie McFly. I think it may just be a Connecticut chain. Yeah. Let's see: Springfield, Vermont, Connecticut, New York, Connecticut, Connecticut. Uh, but. Well, it looks like they sort of, like, entered the 21st century from what I can tell, but... I did live in upstate New York for, like, a hot millisecond, but I never... What? I didn't know that. What were you doing there? Going to college. Oh, man. Why did we all go to college? Why did we go to college? I was like, I'm going to be in upstate New York. That's so cool. Uh, It was No, it's not. It's so depressing there. Yeah. I can't think of anything sadder. Than me all by myself in upstate New York. Yeah. Me yeah. Neither. I'm like worried. I'm worried about past you. <laughs> she wasn't okay. Um, this this person is just like wearing a flannel shirt. I can't, I'm going to dive farther into okay, it. Okay. To be fair, they may have like upgraded to become more like sleek and modern eatery. But in the, 1900, in the 1990s, it was like, yes, like a TGI Friday's. Combined with, like, a Cracker Barrel, but it was all, like, aviation stuff. How strange. Oh, look, here's an airplane. Okay. I, anyway. t- I told you there were airplanes. I'll, we'll link it on the Instagram. I'll put a picture. Yeah. Sure, everyone's uh, dying to hear about it. Um, can't wait. Yeah, so this is, like, a big slut shamey movie. It's also... Oh, yeah. I can't tell if it's, like, a critique of society being sort of chronically online, or if it's just... This is a fun way to make a movie. New way to make a movie. Yeah, exactly. I don't think it's really diving into, yeah, like our reasons behind being so attached to technology and so like constantly in contact with other people. I don't think it really goes far enough to like investigate that. I think it's just like, look at this new medium. But also it wasn't the same as it is now in 2014. Like, I think, you know, Instagram was pretty recent. Like it wasn't... It wasn't, like, the as pervasive as it is now. There were fewer social media channels for people to be sort of chronically online. And, yeah, you, like, used Skype to talk to people. And also, I think just, like, this idea that five or six teenagers would be hanging out, like, chatting online is something that, like, I didn't do in 2014. I don't know about oh, you. I think. I, I yeah. Mean- yeah, you. They would have been. I the the way I skyped people. But they're younger, or like supposed to be younger than us. So the way that I skyped people was like, yeah, when I was far, far away from them. But yeah, if they're all in the same town, they'd just be like hanging out in somebody's backyard. Like they wouldn't be. 
or like sneaking into somebody's house or like at the park or something you know it's yeah not... but some of the things like really freaked me out like getting an email that you can't forward or like access like there are things that are like especially because we're even more chronically online now because people work from home and like yeah you know we we are connected to the people we love that live far away via the mm-hmm. computer I don't know like right I'm now just like like right now like something about it just like kind of got under my skin like especially the weird email with like no forward button i can't explain why that where's like, the me forward out. button i'm like what if i need to forward it to someone to make fun of it <laughs> yeah uh like it's, with emails yeah, I, from my mom's or from my from adam's mom's boyfriend he sends ooh. weird emails i need to forward it to people uh you have told me about these emails um yeah, I think it was also just, like, kind of fun to remember. Because it wasn't that long ago, but long enough, long ago enough that it f- still feels dated. Like, how quickly technology moves forward. And I don't know where Skype was during the pandemic, but they should have been on top of it. Like, what? Zoom had Zoom? the ch- chokehold that Zoom has on us. Where were you, Skype? I was using you for years. And <laughs> yeah. then it just, like, boop, out of existence. And then as soon as it's everyone needed this, it, where was it? It's it Skype noised itself out of existence. Yeah. Bleep, bleep. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I guess we should talk talk about the cyberbullying element, which, again, so creepy. I don't know. Do things like that really happen? Well, of course, before we signed on to record, we were talking about, I guess, the most notable examples, Audrey and Daisy, the documentary right. um, about Daisy Coleman I have the tab open here somewhere. Get the Audrey Pot and Daisy Coleman, who were 14 and 15, respectively, when they were, um, sorry, 15 and 14, respectively, when they were sexual assaulted in their small town. And when they reported the assaults, people in the town just, like, emotionally destroyed them via the internet. Like, they were cyberbullied to the point that both Audrey and Daisy have since committed suicide, uh, as well as Daisy Coleman's mom, Melinda. Um, and this was in 2016, but uh, was the date of the documentary. But most likely, like, this... I think this was a national news story around yeah. the time that it happened. Yeah. It's just, like, they were so young. They were so they young, were so to, young. Be, to have to... Oh, God. And it's... I don't know. Just, like... They mention, uh, like, offhand. It feels very offhand and very, like, um, thrown out there that Adam raped a girl. Uh, by, he roofied her and then tried to make excuses like they were drunk, blah, blah, blah. Um, but that's something that happens and something that happened to these children. Um, that, like, a town full of adults, like, adults were bullying them um, and yeah. forced them to suicide at, like, such a young age. And I think this movie very deliberately avoids, like, an on-screen depiction of sexual assault, which, yeah, I mean, I don't think it would have been pushing too far to do that, because that is something, like, really common that happens to women uh, and girls, and sort of, like, relegating it to the off-screen behavior of Adam, who is a character that we're supposed to connect to to the point that like we enjoy watching him you know yeah so we're like we're allowed to connect with adam but his like alleged victim is sort of relegated to the sidelines yeah and laura is the main focus but what happened to laura 
is horrifying, but what happened yeah. to the other woman that was the victim of her name? Molly? In the movie? Uh, uh, like oh, that. I didn't write it down. Oh, I'm so I'm such a bad ally. Uh, but yeah, Laura. I mean, yeah, it's horrible. Um, they uh, they taunt her and bully her for something that literally everyone shits. You know, when you've had, you know, maybe she took a drug she's not used to. She's got to shit her pants. Like it happens. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, uh, in ten years they would realize it's a lot easier to shit your pants than you think it is when you're seventeen. Uh, but yeah, like I really thought when the camera came around the corner of the trailer that it was, someone was going to get on top of her and assault her. I kind of assumed it would be Adam. Um, yeah. And then when it's just like, I literally, I was sitting, sitting on my couch going, really? Like she just shit herself? Really? Like that's this whole, it seems sort of ridiculous when you put it that way. And they could have said something more by making it like an explicit, like that feels like a real, it's a real issue that really happens. Um, that yeah, no one um, feels comfortable talking about. And I think, yeah, maybe. So the director, well, screen screenplay was by um, Nelson Beals, I think. Mm. No, Nelson Greaves. And then the director is Leo Gabriadze. And they don't have any women listed on their production team. Um, I don't know if any of the people are people of color. There's obviously no people of color in this movie. But yeah, I mean, get a female screenwriter in and, you know, like it wouldn't have to be trite. It could be handled well, because I think this movie is actually really sophisticated. I think I've heard like read a lot of critiques of the um, dialogue and the screenwriting that it was just like clunky. But I thought it was pretty funny. I enjoyed it. Like there were some good jabs. It felt like a real dialogue between people that know each other. And they did a good job getting these um getting, like, real reactions out of the actors because they would do, like, 85-minute takes alone in a room in front of a a GoPro. So -hmm. these are, like, real, you know, reactions. Like, they really seem exhausted because they are exhausted. So, yeah, I think there was a missed opportunity to say something different because it's a nicely crafted movie. It's uh, well-written. It's unique. It's unique, and I think... Because of its uniqueness, it did make waves and, like, it received, like, critical approval and, like, a, you know, praise. So if they had pushed just a little further into making it a little bit more of a nuanced portrayal of what, like, actually happens to women and girls. Because, yeah, Laura is still, like, they still are, like, she's a bitch, she's a bitch, she's a bitch, she's a shitty poopy pants bitch. Like, yeah. <laughs> Laura, Laura doesn't get her redemption at any point, you know? They also, like... um, Blair almost types to Mitch because she says it's, people don't know. Um, oh, there's something about Laura that people don't right. know. Which... And then it's she starts to write her uncle and then forgets it and starts when we were kids and then erases it. So, yeah, it seems like she was assaulted by an older relative uncle when she was a kid. But, yeah, Blair chooses, like, they choose to cap that story, contain it, and not, like, let, the, like, Laura's you know, like, complete personhood, like, all the things that made her the person she was, like, be read and be experienced. So I thought it was, I don't know, it was, like, a little bit of a disappointment. Honestly, yeah. they could have done it, but they could have done a good job, like. It could have gone farther. It could have gone farther, for sure. For sure. They, yeah, so this whole cast is incredibly white, the whitest kids you've ever seen. Um, and then at one point, when Val and Jess are fighting, when the, when the, 
posts go up on Facebook about Val being drunk and the whole like insert here thing. Uh, Blair says, listen, we're not ghetto to them fighting, which was. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then someone else says, is this like a fight behind a Wendy's or something? Like it just feel that feels really classist, feels really racist. Maybe let's everybody. Yeah, if you want to say something is, yeah, we're not going to say things are ghetto anymore. If you want to say something is ghetto, I want you to sit for 10 seconds and think about why you're saying it and who you're really talking about when you talk about people acting ghetto. Right. Why do, why is that a word that you, that like is still being used and not investigated the way that we're thinking about? And if you really want to talk about what ghettos are, they're real historical places where marginalized people have been sent to die, like experience disease, like systemic government sanction, starvation. Like, it's just not, I think it's pretty much a slur. I think it yeah. should be dropped from the oeuvre. From the oeuvre. Um, and it's not to say that I, in my life, have never said it. I'm sure I have. Um, no. And I was wrong. And we were sure. all wrong. And we should all stop saying it. That's um, like, I mean, when I was growing up, we used to use the R slur pretty, yeah. like, regularly. We Nobody, like, we didn't know what we didn't know when we were 12, you know? Right. But uh, you have the opportunity to learn and grow. Everyone does. Uh, but not Blair, because Blair is fucking dead. Not these kids. They're all fucking dead. Um, I was just going to say, there's this TikTok that I saw of a of a show that I want to watch. And it's, um, it was like a musical about white tears. Um, and Wait, at one I point, you know TikTok what I'm talking too. about? I yes, yes, to, I saw this. I'm trying to remember what, what it looks like. But it, it, was like, like, it was like a woman performing. They're like performing, practicing a stage show. Mm-hmm. And she says, like. Rehearsing. Yes, yes. I didn't know the word rehearsing. Yes, I saw this exact same TikTok. And then it's like a mostly black cast. Mm-hmm. And then one of the like producers or actors gives the white woman notes on something she said that was inappropriate. I think she did use the word ghetto. And then the the white woman stormed off crying. Yeah, so they're like, yeah. the director's like, you missed your mark. And she's like, the table you over here is really ghetto. And then the she keeps saying it, this production is so ghetto. And then one of the, like a black woman who's in the production is like, why are you saying that word? And then she's like, oh, I'm not racist. And then storms off crying. Um, I'll try to find it and I'll put it on the Instagram. I wonder if I liked it. I know, that's what I'm looking at <laughs> right now, if I liked it or not. Did you see the the beautiful poll I put on the Instagram for Misery? I asked our followers who has a worse personality, Paul Sheldon or Annie, and I don't know. I think I think Annie's gonna not get the justice she deserves in this poll. Uh, Paul has a terrible personality. Yeah, uh, I gave him the nickname Poopy Paul Sheldon in the spirit <laughs> of unfriended. <laughs> Um, I just call everybody poopy pants from now on. Poopy pants, Paul. All right. Anything else on unfronded? I mean, yeah, it was like a, yeah, it was a, I didn't love it as much as you did. I thought it was fun. It was okay. It wasn't like, didn't super scare me. I don't know. Not being able to record over an email doesn't scare me as much as it scares you. I guess maybe because I'm so type A, I'm like, I can't feel like my life is out of control in that way. I must like if do. My, if my devices turn on me, I'm going to melt the fuck down. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm just like, if my spreadsheets turn on me, if the ghost of a classmate, if the ghost of Lauren McNally 
fuck middle you, school Lord nemesis McNally. gets into my spreadsheets i'm fucked yeah <laughs> forget about it um yeah i don't know that, I, that's all i have to say i'm gonna say fuck i mean i would say adam and i watched this together and just had like a really fun time watching it because some of the scenes are really goofy some of them Pretty are really goofy. graphic but yeah i would say the um, jess was done a major disservice by her sleepaway camp-esque murder in the form of shoving a phallus down her throat and just generally calling her a slut when she said she's only slept with two people but that's more than no people so you're a whore how dare you have sexuality or sexual urges as a woman how dare um how dare so yeah yeah, okay i don't think it went far enough i think it's you know as always Cast a black person, cast a person of color, cast an indigenous person. Just make, get like, some like get a, a writer in the room. Crew, yeah, exactly. And your writing team. How much would that put you out? Yeah, like what if one to three <gasps> of these actors were BIPOC? Whoa, what if all stop. of them? Bum bum bum. Anyway, what if just all of them? Yeah, why the all fuck not? I yeah, know. that's all I gotta say about it. Just like Mike Flanagan, who only casts people of color except for all the white people he casts. Um, yeah, I think maybe his most recent endeavor. I didn't watch Midnight Mass though. Did I you? didn't watch it yet either. Should we do it for the bonus feed? Yeah, people. Also, sorry, sorry if you are a Patreon subscriber and we haven't paid attention to the bonus feed lately. Our bad. I would give an excuse, but I have no excuse except for I am suffering through late capitalism. My brain is broken. That's it. But we are doing Jason X slash 10, so that should be fun. I can't wait. Uh, It's going to be so bad. Um, Yeah, it's going to be rough. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So fuck cyberbullying. Don't cyberbully anyone. Only cyberbully Paul Sheldon, (laughs) Lauren McNally, and Adam from this movie. Um, no. I was gonna say fuck slut shaming. You know, like sluts. Be, a, be sluts a slut. of the world unite. You be a slut. Do what it. it Do okay. It up. What does the world look like without sluts? You guys can't survive without sluts. Straight boring. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd say fuck um, rich people and our lack of class ri- consciousness. Yeah, please. Can we have just like. <sighs> Do we have to keep doing this? There are so many working class people. Like, please. We're all poor, guys. We're all we poor. Can, we can make a, a change here. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, I'm not telling everybody to get guns, but I'm saying class war is coming. That's all I'm saying. Guns for the left, man. That's um, all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, fuck each other in a nice way. Don't yeah, fuck we'll me. see you next week. Don't fuck Mitch. I'd fuck Mitch. I'd, I, in order of the fuckability of the cast of Unfriended, I would want to fuck Jess, then Ken, then Mitch, then Val, then Adam, then Blair. I, I don't mean, like Blair. I don't like Blair either. Who likes Blair? She sucks. Um, I'd say Adam is really pretty. But yeah, he yeah, has a terrible he would, personality. He would and like murder roofie. your vagina. He would roofie you and murder your vagina with it's his true. angry penis. I would say Val and then... Val's really hot. Yeah. Love a redhead. Val, then Oh, you Jess. do? 
Yeah. Looking at you, I need- kid. <laughs> uh, Val, Jess. Then Ken, maybe. Why am I then... so into, like, pudgy computer boys? Yeah, Ken. Then, um... Then Adam, then I'm just Mitch, gonna then say, Blair. If you get a partner that can fix your computer, your life will be easier. That's Forget all I'm about saying. it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So all right. next week is very exciting because it's my birthday episode, Ooh, and we're gonna do Pitch Black, which I've been talking about since I was looking for my Van Helsing DVD, and instead <laughs> found my Chronicles of Riddick. Trilogy. I'd say everything came up positive there. <laughs> Everything's sure. coming up, Millhouse. Um. Is that the right character? I don't watch The Simpsons. Yeah, everything's coming up Millhouse. I say that all the time. Hey! Uh, oh, man, oh, man, oh, microwave. This is the man, spooky, man, spooky, succubus cast. And we'll talk to you next week. Wait, where um, can they find us? Oh, at, at uh, inst- spooky succubus underscore cast on Instagram, which has the link tree with all our stuff. And I forgot we made a new sign-off, which is oh, stay yeah. ugly. Stay ugly, get fucked. Get fucked! Bro. <laughs> Bye! Bye! <laughs>